Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ignite your life with passion and purpose. Your health. Your wealth. Your happiness. Make it good. This is Modern Love with Dr. Brenda Way. A big thank you to Rainbow Grocery, our favorite grocery store here in the San Francisco Bay Area, for being our sponsor. Because a healthy body is a sexy body. Ooh, yes, a healthy body is a sexy body. And it's Valentine's Day, everyone. And I know a lot of you modern lovers are thinking about getting in your groove tonight. And so sex is going to play a part, I hope, because it's so good for you. And when all is said and done, music is the balm that soothes the soul. And according to Psychology Today and latest research, there are four reasons that music affects our love lives. Are you ready? Number one, music boosts our hormones. Yes, more endorphins. Yes, more serotonin. Yes, it enhances production of those nice sexual hormones, too. Number two, music makes you easier to approach because you're more relaxed, you're more in the flow, your energy's up. Number three, music influences how you see potential partners. If you're feeling relaxed and the music is wonderful, you're going to see potential partners as more attractive. And finally, music equals pleasure. Pleasure equals S-E-X. So this Valentine's Day, we're going to go beyond the words and explore the music of love. This is a very special edition of Modern Love Radio. Take a listen to this. The very thought of you makes my heart sing like an April breeze on the wings of spring. And you appear in all your splendor My one and only love The shadows fall and spread their mystic charms In the hush of night While you're in my I feel your lips so warm. Oh, that is lovely. I feel your lips so warm. Well, everybody, that was my one and only love. A selection from Invitation, Nicholas Beard's latest album. And it is nestled 
firmly in the top 20 of the Jazz Week charts. And this new work sizzles with selections from classic jazz songbooks. And tonight, our guest is the one and only Nicholas Beard himself. He's an accomplished actor as well as a jazz singer of remarkable depth, range, technique. He's won acclaim from critics, jazz audiences worldwide, who describe his voice as a buttery baritone, as you just heard. And imaginative interpretations are his specialty. His brilliant, lush vocals combine passion, wit, and um sensuality. Nicholas has a unique approach and he has an electrifying delivery of his original time-tested standards, blues, other familiar works, which are all soulful, swinging, and memorable. So welcome to Modern Love Radio, Nicholas Beard. So great to have you here. It's so nice to be here. Thank you. Oh, it's a pleasure. So where are you from? How did you get started in music? Because I've had the honor and pleasure of being at your concerts at Yoshi's and catching up with you in Seattle and venues all over the U.S. How did you get started? I remember you being down in Savannah, Georgia at a concert, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. How did you get started? Um, well, I, I kind of came out of the womb singing, I guess. <laughs> you know, hmm. my my earliest, earliest memories as a child, I was singing and uh uh, as one of seven kids, uh, the second of seven kids. You're the second uh, of seven? I never knew that. I'm the second that. of seven, yes. I'm the second of seven, so hey. Are you? There must be something about that number two Sim- in a lineup of seven. Simpatico. <laughs> yeah, a little simpatico there. Yeah, but uh Yeah, but I was I was the one in the family who was singing all the time. Uh, I don't know where it comes from. Maybe it's the, 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 the deep vibe of the uh, southern vibe of Nashville, Tennessee. You're from uh, Nashville. Well, that uh, explains Nashville, a lot. Tennessee, yes. If that isn't the hotbed of song in the United States, I don't know what is. Well, it is, and at the time it was uh, more on the country and western side, which I never really picked up. But uh, uh, but just something in my spirit, in my soul, or whatever. Now, doesn't uh, Nashville also have a very strong blues scene? Well, it has a strong gospel music scene. Ah, okay. uh, blues, I'm not, I'm not sure of because I'm not uh, so much in touch with the scene directly there now, mm-hmm. having having lived in California for lo these many decades. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. But you know, when I was a young kid, it was primarily country music and a little bit of blues. Um, uh huh. So some gut bucket blues, you might call it. Bucket blues. What's gut the difference bucket, between yeah. bucket blues and other kinds of blues? No gut gut bucket blues. Gut. Bucket. Ooh, getting uh, coming blues. from the gut. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> yeah, can that's you, blues can you on the bottom, a, you know. Blues on the bottom. Give us. Can you give us a little hum on what gut bucket sounds oh, like? Oh, you don't. You don't want to go there. Uh oh. Uh oh. You know that only that's a whole lot. Of, I lost more. my baby, and I got to cut up my boyfriend, my my girl's, oh. my girlfriend's boyfriend. You know that kind of stuff. Yeah. I see. All right, now I've got it. Now yeah, it's we a little hardcore. And and my dog got run over by blood. All of that. Okay. All of that. Yeah. All right, got it. <laughs> now I understand your mother used to have card parties, and that yeah. played a part. Yeah, she had a bunch of girlfriends she used to hang out with, and they all liked to like to drink their Schlitz malt liquor and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, a little scotch on the side and all that kind of stuff. And they would they would play bid whist, which is a, a partner. Uh, it's a card game, but it's, oh, don't it's I know what it is? Yeah, you know what it is. <laughs> I was addicted to it in college. <laughs> two people playing against two more people. That's you know, it's a partner game. Mm-hmm. And it's really just a vehicle for completely castigating somebody's personality and character. <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm going to run a Boston on you, run a rise Boston. and fly. Yeah, hope I you know. got your ticket, you know, all that Uh-oh, stuff. that's right. But, yeah, they'd be in there whooping and hollering. But, uh, you know, those card parties were always laced with music. Uh, Billy Eckstein, uh, Cab Calloway, uh, Duke Ellington, all of that. And then a little blues in there, too for color and flavor, uh, and uh, I would be kind of staying up late with my ear to the door, you know, listening to that music and listening to them, as we say, telling lies about each other. Honey, hush. Having fun. <laughs> it, that's exactly her phrase. How'd you know that? <laughs> I heard honey, hush so much in my childhood. Honey, hush. Yeah. yeah and what was your yeah. mom's favorite song? Well, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say, but, um, you know, because I heard that she had such a broad uh, musical palette and the things she liked. Uh, my father was deep into the blues. I mean, he listened to the blues all the time. And for the short period of time that I knew him, and he, he died when I was about 12, so I didn't really get to experience much of much of his character and personality. And uh, when he was alive, he spent a lot of time away working. Uh, he was a contractor, so he would have to go where the work was. Mm-hmm. And so he was gone a fair amount, you know, months at a time and that kind of thing, working in various cities uh, outside of Nashville. But when he was around, he'd have the radio turned on either, to either a baseball game, a fight, or some blues. Wow. So so I got to know a lot of blues music. Uh, through my mother, I got to hear a lot of jazz, and she liked Sarah Vaughn and and as I say, Eckstein and Ellington and uh, good good people like that. So she mm-hmm. listened to a, a broad palette of things. So you were exposed to all kinds of music through both your father and your mother. You've got the range Absolutely. of blues, classics, jazz. No wonder you can sing anything. Yeah, no and wonder. of course, you know, and of course, all of my contemporaries, all the kids that I hung around with, we were all listening to Motown. Ah, uh, of course. And all of that, uh, all that great R and B from the, you know, from that era. Well, so that we, played a role for you because I understand you left home at eighteen and spent two years in Japan in the military, and that's where R and B started to emerge for you. Well, that's where I, when I uh, became a part of a real working band, so I uh, became part of a. Well, I worked at various little little combos over there, but then I got hooked up with this ten piece uh, R and B band. Uh, we had a tour bus, and we we played all the big night spots uh, throughout Japan, the Tokyo area, and you know a good good deal away from there. Uh, we had our tour bus, so we'd go, you know, do some overnight uh, gigs and that kind of thing. So now was yeah, that so that's, before or after you left the military? That was during the military. During the so, military, so yeah, wow. so we, we'd work our eight hours during the day and hop in the tour bus and you mm-hmm. know go down to whatever the gig was and work until two or three in the morning and drive back and stumble into work and work another <laughs> eight hours, you know, that kind of thing. Stumble in, bleary eyed, but you know stumble you were young and you could do it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Sleep. What is that? We'll sleep on Saturday, you know. Right. 
or exactly. Sunday morning. So what did you do day. after you left Japan? Well, after I left Japan, I went to L.A. I got married and I moved to Los Angeles and uh, did some, some further academic work um, in uh, ele- the electronic field. I don't know why. But uh, it was the area I was kind of focusing in at the time. And I stayed in L.A. for about two or three years and decided I didn't particularly care for L.A. at that time and uh, moved back to the Bay Area, which is where it was my first exposure to California. And uh, I fell in love with it at that time and am still in love with the Bay Area. It's just mm. it's just home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where you started in the Bay Area, where you started to develop more jazz. And absolutely, yeah. okay. Yeah. So now, when I when I came up here, though, I was doing primarily R and B, and you know, whatever that uh, kind of R and B dance music, uh, music for lovers, and all that kind of stuff. But I realized at one point that you know I wasn't going to be able to sing "Baby, Baby, Baby" and fall down on my knees and screaming and shouting. For, <laughs> and do the split. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So now I know that when you came, this is also when this other aspect of your creativity came online because you were, during the 80s, part of Jukebox, which was a stage play starring Danny Glover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I got in through that, through the the vehicle of singing. I got into theater through singing, using my voice, and uh, I was part of the... The uh, ensemble there, the background ensemble, which consisted of uh, several uh, uh, of the Bay Area singers who were, you know, kind of big on the scene at that time. So it was a fortunate place to be and a fortunate situation. But it also opened up my interest in theater and acting. Mm -hmm. So I understand uh, you studied acting and then just a year... Later, you went out for your first audition, and you got cast in Master Harold and the Boys. Just right out. It was the first play I'd auditioned for. It was, wow. It was really astounding to me. And I I had to go in and do an African accent, a South African accent, and I had no idea what to do. But somehow or another, it just came out uh, during the audition uh, that my, I guess my the audio tapes and things I'd been listening to had paid off. And I pulled the accent off enough to so that the third character in the play, who played the young Master Hale, the, the little white kid in the play, mm-hmm. who actually happened to be, Michael Wolf was his name, and he actually happened to be from South Africa. Oh, um, my goodness. Oddly enough, lived in the same neighborhood that Athol Fugard lived in, mm-hmm. who was the writer of the play. Right. right. Well, and, this is a uh, wonderful piece. Yeah. Now when, you went on. Now you've had quite an acting career. I just want to, yeah. you know, give people a few highlights. You were in theater, then you expanded into film and television. Mm-hmm. You've got a list of credits that includes film roles in True Crime with Clint Eastwood, Final Analysis with Richard Gere and Kim Bassinger, Pacific Heights with Michael Keaton and Melanie Griffin, roles on television like Nash Bridges and Monk, plus television mm-hmm. and radio commercials, and. This is a lot, but at the same time, were you always singing while you were doing oh, yeah. all the acting? Okay. Absolutely, never, never stopped singing. So, uh, while all of that was going on, I was actually working with Bobby McFerrin and his uh, um, iconic group, uh, Voicestra. Uh, and mm. I say icon- iconic. I'm not patting myself on the back, but it was uh, something that well, they were had never very, been done very before. innovative. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That was wildly so. innovative and groundbreaking. 
and yeah, so all I'm one acapella. of the I'm one of the ori- yeah I'm one of the original members of that group, all acapella, and we started touring that group in 1990. But you we went all over it. the world with Absolutely, Oystra. Yeah. That was a massively massively popular group. So yeah, it, it was know, wonderful work. Yeah. Now, if you hummed a little something from Voices Drug, give us just a taste for those who don't know. Can you give us a taste of something? Oh, it's well. The thing is, it's a cappella, so it's. I mean, I it, and it was completely in, improvised, so there's no oh, one piece. Oh, it's all piece. improvised. All oh. improvised. Yeah. yeah, so there's no one piece you could ever say this was a Voices Drug piece, you know. Yeah. I didn't realize that was all improvisational. Yeah. Completely. So you not only had to be able to sing. You had to be able mm-hmm. to jump in and be spontaneous in the moment and Absolutely. work with nine other people. That is impressive. Yes, and and uh, you would never know what's going to happen. You'd stand in the wings every night and it, with not a complete blank slate, and you walk out on stage and you create for two hours. Holy cow. And, the, and you had... never hit that road again. You, every every night was completely different. So. Well, how exciting yeah. that must have been. Absolutely. Sometimes terrifying, but oh, very exciting. Oh, my God. Well, we're going to give people another taste of you, Nicholas Beard. Hang on, everybody. This is Save Your Love for Me. I knew why I'm so in love with you. No one else in this world will do. Darling, please save your love for me. away If I were wise I'd run away But like a fool in love That is gorgeous Nicholas Gorgeous Now everybody if that doesn't put you in the mood I don't know what will put you in the mood That is absolutely beautiful And that's from your third album Is that right? No, that's the fifth album, actually. Fifth album. Okay, I can't that's, keep up straight. That's Invitation, yeah. That's Invitation. That's Invitation. That's your new one. And that is so beautiful. Now, your third album was live at Yoshi's, a salute to Lou Rawls, wasn't it? Uh, yes, it was, yeah. Oh, now, I got yeah. to see your show, a tribute to Lou Rawls. And so many people over the years have compared you to the iconic... Lou Rawls, who cut new ground out there in the world of R&B meets jazz. Would that be a fair comparison? I would say so, yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Wow. Well, for those who haven't heard that album, I recommend it highly. It was recorded live at Yoshi's Oakland at the Fame Jazz Club and was produced by Bud Spangler, who is still a favorite on the radio, and it is still a favorite on the, the radio worldwide. Now, for you, what's been the high point of your career, Nicholas Beard? Well, I, I hope that it's not over yet. <laughs> so, oh, you know, no, but, I'm sure you know, it isn't. Um, yeah, but there have been many high points along the way. I mean, working with Bobby was an amazing 
period of time. It's so much uh, that I learned being on the road about showmanship, about being on stage, and about being comfortable uh, with who you are and and the work you do, so that was that was really eye opening. Uh, this last album was recorded with Nat Adderley Jr. on piano, and Nat, oh. as you know, yeah, Nat, as you know, worked with Luther Vandross for yes. almost the entirety of his uh, his. Very uh, and, and romantic yeah. singing. <laughs> yeah. So, and working with Nat and and uh, a crew of musicians that I've met in New York and and L.A has been an eye-opener and a great learning experience as well. So I'm um, continuing that, that growth in that path, uh, continuing to work with Nat and others. Okay, and, now I'm going to uh, put you on the spot, Nicholas. Yeah. Uh-huh. If you could say which of your songs is the one that puts you and your wife in the mood, what would you say that song <laughs> is? Yeah. Bring it. Oh, wow. Probably Wild is the Wind is probably the most. That one or Lady Love. Lady Love, all right. Which is both, both, well, Lady Love is from the first album, but Wild is the Wind is from the All About Love album. Okay, now you have to hum a few bars of one of them. Pick one. Uh, uh, Okay, Lady Love. All right. Lady love, you're sitting there with eyes so deep with mystery and lips as red as wine. Mm-hmm. Softly as a summer night, when the fireflies enjoy the gentle music of a stream. Mm-hmm. Darling, let me lay beside you. Kiss my burning lips about you. Okay, you're gonna have to stop, Nick. You have to stop. <laughs> Woo! All right, stop right there. I yeah, see why a, it's a favorite. Yeah. Okay, it's now a John, what album John is that Lucian, on? It's a John Lucian <laughs> composition. <laughs> what album is that on? We have to get that one. <laughs> That's on an album called Crossing the Line. That's the very first album I put out. Well, you crossed the line there, all right. Okay, everybody, make a note. Crossing the line. Lady love. Okay. And I know your lovely wife, Darlene, uh, must love that song. <laughs> oh, she does. She does. She's a big fan. All right. So, look, you have enjoyed a fabulous career. What's ahead? Um, uh, More albums. Um, I'm touring, doing a lot of touring in Europe this year, uh, working with... Uh, an ensemble that's um, celebrating the music, uh, the music of the uh, jazz of the last hundred years. So it's a group that was put together by Vincent Herring, and uh, we're going to be touring Europe a lot this year. And uh, you know, just exciting things coming up. Yeah, and you a, were uh, just in a, you were just also in an acting role, starring in the world premiere of the musical Bridges. At the Berkeley Playhouse this year, isn't that right? I did, yes. I got recruited on short notice to do that, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of... Yeah, I sort of put the acting thing down for a minute, but uh, I got an emergency phone call from a friend of mine who was directing that play, and uh, I I had six days to learn the script, (gasps) the book, the libretto. Yeah, yeah, six days. It's kind of crazy. That is crazy. It worked out. (laughs) 
Oh, I'm so glad it did because what yeah. a challenge. Six days to learn any role, not alone, you know, and not mentioning we've got music and libretto to learn on top of the yeah. acting and, part. And what? a world pre- world premiere, so it's world like work premiere. that you've never seen before. So That's a challenge. Yeah. So I it know you're also a music educator. You do master classes and performance do, yeah. improvisation. You're on the faculty at the Jazz School in Berkeley, California. Mm-hmm. All right, you're on a national panel for Popular Voice for Young Artist Programs in Miami. You're resident right. instructor at the Jazz Camp in Northern California. You're out there doing so many wonderful things to keep music not just alive, but to bring us more alive with your music. Nicholas Beard, it's an honor and a pleasure to have you with us. Everybody, let me give you the website where you can reach the fabulous Nicholas Beard. It's Nicholas without an H, N-I-C-O-L-A-S Beard, B-E-A-R-D-E, NicholasBeard.com, NicholasBeard.com. And he's going to be on the road. He'll be in Paris. So all of our friends there in Europe, check him out at Chez Papa, or I'm going to bring my horrible high school friends to the party here, Cercle <laughs> Sudois, also in Paris. Sounds See if you can find that place with my pronunciation. Nicholas, <laughs> anything you want to leave us with? Music well, for I'm lovers. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to be doing a, a Valentine uh, concert on uh, next week on the 14th at uh, the Cinnabar Theater in Petaluma, Ooh. Northern California. All right, yeah. Bay Area oh, yeah. folks, California folks, folks who might want to fly in, Cinnabar Theater, get in the mood on Valentine's yeah, Night with Nicholas Beard. Beautiful Petaluma, California, yes. Beautiful Petaluma, California. Now, <laughs> I want to close tonight with one of your wonderful pieces with the Grammy-winning composer-pianist Nat Adderley Jr. Yes. Come and this back is fit- to me. And this yeah, is featuring the, featuring the saxophone of Vincent Herring. Vincent Herring. All right. And everybody, thank you, Modern Lovers. Thank you to our great producer, LeGrand Green, our associate producer, Cliff Dunning. And we will absolutely be back with you next week. All right. Here's Nicholas Beard taking right. us home, everybody. Get in the thank mood. Thank you, Brenda. Here it is. my voice where you are take a train steal a car hop a freight grab a star come back to me catch a plane catch a breeze on your hands on your knees swim or fly only please come back to me have you gone to the moon all right, corner saloon, at the rack, at the ruin. I don't care, this is where you should be. From the hills, from the shore, ride the wind to my door. Turn the highway to dust, break the law if you must. Only please, darling, just come back to me.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.